Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And I'm Melissa Mason. And today is a very exciting day here at The Spill because it is our 700th episode. It is. It is very exciting. Obviously, Laura and Key are not in the studio <laughs> I today. Didn't, I didn't foresee us being here for this I didn't day, either. but, you know, very happy to be here. Thanks to everyone that listens. That yes, allows thank us you. to do this. 700, that is an insane number. I know. That is a lot of episodes. It's a lot of talking about celebrities. <laughs> a lot. I did think when you said it was a very exciting day that you meant because we've seen Chris Hemsworth's butt. <laughs> oh, which also we're that. talk about later. Also in the that. Episode. That's important. I genuinely thought that's what you meant. <laughs> and I was like, are we really that excited? <laughs> yes, we are actually yes. that excited. We're also going to be talking about Florence Pugh and some controversy going on with her and who she's dating and the way fans are reacting online. And then we have one of Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriends who has gotten engaged. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot got? I want more headlines. The new trailer for Thor Love and Thunder is here and so is a gratuitous look at Chris Hemsworth's juicy tush. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, the trailer features Thor's nude behind, although there is a little blurring going on, which I'm going to assume is to keep the trailer PG. Aside from some Hemsworth butt, this is also looking like a seriously fun flick. There's plenty of banter between Natalie Portman's character Jane and Thor about their breakup, since they're now thrown back together as co-gods to fight a creepy-looking evil dude played by Christian Bale, one of my favourite actors, whose number one goal is to kill all the gods because he thinks they're the worst. (laughs) Somehow I think his life coach would not be into this career choice, Chelsea. (laughs) Expect the usual stunning graphics, wild fight scenes, but also a lot of laughs. This definitely looks like a film that's going to utilise Chris Hemsworth's gift for delivering comedic lines in the middle of action-packed chaos. Let me tell you the story of the space viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. Well, he got in shape. He went from dead bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Jane? What's it been like? Three, four years? Eight years, seven months and six days, give or take. Thor Love and Thunder hit cinemas in July. So Florence Pugh is one of the most exciting up-and-coming Hollywood stars, I think. Mm. She's 26 years old and best known for her roles in Little Woman and Marvel's Black Widow. 
With already a pretty well-established fan base, she's received both an Academy Award and BAFTA nomination, so she is well on track to be one of the biggest, most enduring movie stars of her generation. But that is not really what most people seem to be interested in about Florence. Mm -hmm. So she has been in a relationship with Scrubs star Zach Braff since 2019, and this has caused quite a lot of controversy because he is 47 years old, so that is 21 years her senior. Then this week... Florence was photographed on holiday in Ibiza with fellow actor Will Poulter, who, if you Google him, you may recognise the face. He's in Maze Runner films, he's in Where the Millers and Dope Sick. I'd forgotten about the Maze Runner films, just as a side note. I think I need to go back to them and rewatch. They were fun. They were fun. So the paparazzi pics showed the pair hanging out at a beach. They were kind of framed in a way that was not necessarily romantic, but they did look a little bit flirty. they did. And her fans loved it. Everyone was very quick to assume that this meant that she and Zach had broken up and people were celebrating this as a win. But this morning, Florence jumped on Instagram to criticise this response, basically labelling the pictures as fake news. So she said, This is getting a little silly now. No, Will Poulter and I are not dating. We went to the beach with our friends, who are always about half a metre away from us in every picture. But they have been cleverly cut out and framed in a way so that it looks like otherwise. So she said that she knew sort of the nature of her job was that her privacy would sometimes be, quote, bulldozed by paparazzi, which, you know, is sad but true. And then she didn't name names, but she wrote in another post that regardless of your opinion on who I should or shouldn't be with, at the end of the day, if you're complimenting someone by trolling another person, you're just bullying. Mm. And it's interesting, this is not the first time she's spoken about bullying, basically, of Zach Braff. Yeah. She did it in 2020. She posted a birthday tribute to him and then soon after posted a video about how within minutes that post had attracted hundreds of abusive and rude comments. And people just really seem to have opinions about Florence and who she dates. Totally. I mean, there's so much to unpack here, right? Because firstly, you have classic paparazzi just Mm -hmm. basically doctoring Yeah. A whole scenario from what seems like just a fun friend getaway. Like there are definitely friends of mine who I will like leap onto if I'm in the water or whatever. I'm sure you could take plenty of photos mm-hmm. of me with male friends where it looks like I'm flirting with them. But actually, if you were there in that context, we're all just like having a really good time at the beach. Maybe we've had a few margaritas. Not saying that's what was happening, but who <laughs> wouldn't on the beach? So there's that kind of side of things here where the fake news element of this, quote, relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't really get the Zach Braff, Florence Pugh thing. Mm-hmm. It is a really big age gap. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, I don't know them. And therefore, I don't know anything about their relationship. And they seem like they're pretty happy. They've been together for quite a while now. So it is odd, I think, to completely go in on him and wish for them to break up just based on the fact that you don't like them together. Not even on anything toxic necessarily, just like you don't agree with that age gap, so you're going to troll him online and on her personal account, which is the super weird part, I think. Yeah, to feel like you have a relationship with a celebrity who you don't know. Mm. You feel like you know them well enough that you're entitled to have an opinion, but not necessarily have the opinion, but share it 
with them. Yeah, exactly. Because I think we all think we have relationships with celebs. Like I definitely think in my mind that I am best friends with like, say, Jennifer Aniston. It's been decades, (laughs) Uh you know. I feel very invested in her life. But at the same time, I'm not going to then go on her personal Instagram account and write a bunch of shit really mean stuff Mm. when she makes a decision that I don't agree with, particularly when that decision isn't actually a moral one. It's just literally her choice of who she wants to date. That's where I think the line is drawn. And I think that's just a general internet thing at the moment where we go online and we don't think about the fact that there is a person behind that account. And often with celebs, we just assume that we can say whatever because we don't think of them as real people. They're almost Mm -hmm. like caricatures. I don't even think a lot of these people would think Florence is reading it. I think they would honestly just be on there just going, opinion, 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 enter, and not realising that she's reading this stuff, you know? Totally. This, to me, shows why a lot of celebrities are a little bit hands-off with their socials these days. Because Florence, she's spoken about in a unique way because she's interacting online with fans fairly often. She's extremely candid on there. She often posts, you know, like herself doing silly things, just chilling at home, makeup free, that kind of stuff. So you really seem... You get an insight into her life in a way that a lot of celebrities don't do anymore. Yeah. She's sort of posting this unpolished content that's rare from a celebrity when they reach that level of fame. Often when someone becomes really established, you know, A-listers and that sort of thing, their social media becomes more business than pleasure. But Florence's social presence remains hyper-personal and I'm wondering if Mm. that's establishing sort of parasocial relationships where people feel like she's my friend, I'm going to tell her what I think about her boyfriend. Yeah, and I think this is the complicated thing, isn't it, because – She shouldn't have to get off the internet, right? But also, Florence, honey, get off the internet. (laughs) You know, like I just can't – I just don't know how any celebrity does it. I honestly don't know how you are at that level of fame where you have that many followers and that many people making comments about your life and you can even read it. I would read one comment and go into a spiral all day, I reckon, and I would be like messaging 50 million friends being like, am I like this? Is this true? Because that's my level of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like she shouldn't have to get off the internet, but also please get off the internet, Florence, for your own mental health. I just really feel for her with this. When she wrote that, I just thought – Oh, God, imagine having to deal with this. And this is just one micro situation on top of a whole lot, like you said, that she's copped about her relationship. Totally. And, I mean, bottom line is Florence is a 26-year-old woman. She's not a teenager. Mm. It's kind of infantilizing to be like, we don't think you should be dating this man. And, you know, she's going to date who she wants and she has every right to. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. So Calvin Harris, the Taylor Swift ex everyone forgot about, including Taylor herself, is engaged. The DJ has had a whirlwind romance with Radio 1 host Vic Hope, who he started dating in January this year. And according to sources, Calvin proposed at his farm in Ibiza, as you do when you own farms in Ibiza, and it hasn't actually been a total secret. Vic's been wearing her ring for weeks, but it's like the paparazzi only just realised because everyone has forgotten about Calvin Harris, (laughs) except for me. I am the biggest... 
Calvin apologist. He is my favourite Taylor Swift ex. Can you believe? This is going to be interesting because I I am a renowned Taylor Swift apologist. (laughs) And you're also like the Taylor Swift encyclopedia as a human. So I feel like you have some thoughts on this, Chelsea. I just think he was really done dirty by Taylor and by Taylor's fans. If you also forgotten, if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not Mel, I don't care about this man. He was with Taylor for a year and a half. That is huge. And then they split in 2016. But it honestly seemed like one of her least toxic relationships. I know a lot of stuff did come out that was potentially that he was jealous of Taylor. But then he kind of refuted that and said, no, I was really like inspired by her. And that's what really drew us together, which is what I really saw in their relationship was these two mega talented artists who kind of came together and then had that battle. This is me just totally like (laughs) fantasizing about what their relationship was like. But, you know, I saw two talented artists coming together, trying to navigate, I guess, a relationship where you're both big stars with big careers in the same kind of field or like adjacent fields. Mm -hmm. And then maybe that's what kind of broke them up is what I've invented. You You tell me the real truth. You're being very optimistic here. (laughs) And I'm going to jump in in my official capacity as a Taylor Swift historian. Please do. So Calvin is, along with John Mayer, for reasons that we simply cannot get into here, probably among her most disliked exes within fan bases and just sort of pop culture in general. After their breakup, it leaked that Taylor had co-written This Is What You Came For, which is his 2016 song with Rihanna, an absolute banger, but she'd done so under a pseudonym. And side note, it is believed, not confirmed, but highly probable that Taylor's camp actually leaked this. Yes. Because Calvin had recently said in an interview that he didn't see a situation where they would work together. Yeah. And this is supposed to have hurt her feelings. So for context, 2016 was a bad time for Taylor Swift. The breakup happened in sort of what she calls the apocalyptic summer, basically. Mm-hmm. It was the whole Kim Kanye Oh, Taylor yes, Swift is yep. over party. So it was also that period where she was wearing a lot of weird silver metallics that I just didn't think were that flattering. I'm just going to put it out there. I love that. I don't love that. I, <laughs> I disagree. I feel like there was a lot of robotic looks for her. Yeah. There's whole <laughs> theories around that. We can't get into it. But we'll have this conversation off mic. So she very famously rebounded very quickly from Calvin with yeah. Tom Hiddleston. That was a whole thing. That was a whole thing. Listen to Getaway Car if you want more context on that love triangle because it's very juicy. So anyway, the this is what you came for thing leaked. He then jumped on Twitter and started tweeting about her and Tom and her feud with Katy Perry Mm -hmm. and just giving very sort of jilted lover vibes. Yeah, I remember that, yes. And he very quickly sort of apologised for that and was like, you know, I was hurt, I was lashing out, that kind of thing. And so for all that is said about Taylor's dating history, that was really the first time, excluding John Mayer again, there's so much to yeah, say Yeah, we about cannot talk about John Mayer here. <laughs> that is like an hour-long podcast. Exactly. So that's kind of the first time that an ex had really aired Dirty Laundry publicly. Mm. And so it's kind of a running joke that because of all of this, it's hilarious that Calvin has perhaps one song <laughs> written about him. Yeah. And the best part is that this song is called I Forgot That You Existed. Yes. But this is where I don't agree with Taylor fans, right? Because Taylor shits on exes all the time in her songs. So how can we be mad at an ex of hers airing any dirty laundry when she just does it in a subtle way? I'm sorry, it's a snaky way. I love her. I'm Mm. a big Taylor fan. But I have to acknowledge that the way that she talks about exes and the way she uses them for marketing for her music is 
quite snaky, you know? And so I think with Calvin, the reason I think I'm such an apologist is because I saw their relationship super wholesome. They were on these cute holidays together. For quite a while there, he was actually talking quite positively about her, her career, her music. And then when he sort of said, oh, look, this is, again, me just making up stories about I really about love how you're romanticising Calvin I Harris. really gripped onto this relationship <laughs> at some point in my life. Probably I think I was single around that time. I think it was a real hopeful grip onto something that looked really wholesome and cute. But, look, when he said all that stuff about we haven't thought about working together, I saw that as, like, quite a protective move over that relationship. If you're with another big star, I feel like the last thing you'd want to do is mix kind of business and personal. And particularly with Taylor, she always was kind of private in her relationships when she was in them outside mm. of her music. Like, it was never like she was out here talking at length about her loves. It was always paparazzi pics and all of that that would come out. And some of them looked a bit set up, to be honest. But at the same time, She was never like, oh, I'm with Calvin and we're going to do like a big YouTube video of our love and we're going to go and like write a song together and perform it. Until the Tom. Yes. Until the Tom stuff. But that was after Calvin, right? So it's, I think in looking at all of this, I really saw that time he tweeted all the dirty laundry as a hurt moment. We're all human. We're going to do dumb stuff, especially after breakups. I still really support him. And he's really hot. You can't <laughs> get past the fact that Calvin is a babe. Scottish accent too. Oh, and like he went on this like weird gym rampage after Taylor. Remember that? And he got super, super ripped and everyone was like, oh my God, oh Calvin's my God. like thrown all of his heartbreak into the gym as you do. <laughs> Come out with like extreme abs. So yeah, I don't know. There's probably a lot of reasons why I'm obsessed with him. Yeah, I really don't agree with that vibe of him being one of her worst exes because he aired Dirty Laundry once. Because she does it all the time. I think it's all because of the timeline. It's all wrapped up in the 2016 stuff, which has basically had a life of its own within Taylor's life and fandom. So since then, Calvin's remained quite low profile. He hasn't had any sort of super public relationships. He's sort of low key. And so this is where I come and I put my cynical hat on here. (laughs) Okay. It's funny to me that this news has leaked this week in particular because it just so happens to be a day or two before the release of his first new music in a while. He's expected to release a single of his upcoming new album, Funkwave Bounces Volume 2. Which is what the, is that title? I'm sorry. Can we go back? <laughs> it's the it's the follow up to his 2017 album Funkwave Funk Bounce, Bounce Volume One. Okay, and I don't is, know Calvin about that, but sure. It is highly anticipated because mm. the Volume One was a commercial and critical success. It had some incredible collaborations, and so the second album is basically a follow up to that. Yeah. He's already announced some big collabs: Snoop Dogg, Dua Lipa, all of this. So it's basically being hyped as the sound of the summer. And so, like we said, Calvin's been pretty absent from the public consciousness for a while. And while I am sure, you know, he's super in love and he's really happy and all that, and I'm not doubting that this relationship or engagement is true, but it is pretty lucky that he's able to fast track this relationship just in time for a new release. Yeah, that is interesting timing, but maybe he's just taking a leaf out of the Taylor Swift rule book <laughs> and using his relationship as marketing. And look, if he's totally. really happy, I'm into that for him. Totally. I guess what I'm saying here, Chelsea, is there's nothing you can say that can stop me from being a Calvin Harris apologist. Well, thank you for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Madeline Joanno with audio production by Leah Porges. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Bye.
If you love the show, the best thing you can do is become a Mamma Mia subscriber. Mamma Mia subscribers get access to every podcast, exclusive videos, and all the great articles on Mamma Mia. It only costs $5.75 a month, which is less than a large coffee or a small coffee if you get oat milk. If you believe in women's media, if you believe in a purpose-driven media company like Mamma Mia, whose core purpose is to make the world a better place for women and girls, please see the link in our show notes.